1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am, seated right now in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert, my spirit is receptive, so I'm taught the Word of God. My life is changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. We're still in this series on the truth about money, and you understand that when the Lord dealt with me about this in December of last year, we had no idea what would happen in 2020. We started down this road. And uh, then the world lost its mind. And uh, I, I don't even know that you realize how miraculous 2020 is for this congregation. And uh, there's never been a year in 37 years Faith Christian Center will have taken in as much money as 2020. And, and you understand... Uh, those Hollywood scumbags aren't sending us a dime. You know, Bezos didn't send us a nickel. So where'd all that money have to come from? Say weans, usins. Amen. So you are blessed of the Lord. Lift both hands. Say, I am blessed of the Lord. Say, we are blessed of the Lord. Amen. And uh, so the message this morning is the power of a seed sown. And you know, this is uh, one of these little miracles God gives you. I, I knew back up at I-30 that I had done a couple of messages on Paul's teachings on offerings. And for years, I couldn't find those messages. Now, on my procedure is if I can remember a phrase from a sermon or if I can remember a scripture from a sermon, I just have to remember a few words from a sermon and I can find it on my hard drive. And for years, 12, 15 years, I couldn't find those messages. And uh, the reason that may be important to me and not to you is because God gives me revelation in real time on certain things and my procedure is to record it in messages, and then it's there forever. But if I can't remember a phrase, if I can't remember a scripture, if I can't remember a piece of it, I can't find it. And so a few weeks ago, I, was, uh, I thought to myself, well, I'll just try this. And there it was. 
And so we're, we're, what we're going to do this morning is we're going to be dealing with New Testament principles, but we're going to illustrate it with an Old Testament illustration. Now, a part of the favor of God in your life in 2020 is financial favor. That's not all of it. Don't go out of here and lie on us and say, you know, he's just always teaching about money. In 2020, we are. But, you know, in different Sundays, different seasons, different years, we're teaching on different things. And, and I can't teach on everything every Sunday. And so that's why some of y'all, you know, doing what you're doing in your marriages, you need to get James Dobson books or you need to get You, Me, and God or you need to watch our successful marriage seminar or some of you doing what you're doing with your children. You know, you just need to get James Dobson books. We cannot teach on everything every Sunday. But uh, you you got to do your own research and your own homework and you've got to make good decisions so you can get a good result in your life. It's just that this series happens to be the truth about money. And if I remember right, it's been, it's either six or eight years since we taught about money on Sunday mornings. So we were overdue. So we're going to look at what we need to do to release our faith for financial miracles that God wants to release into our lives the last two months of the year. Today's message is the power of a seed sown. If you have a Bible, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. We're going to be dealing with... New Testament principles, <clears throat> and we're going to illustrate it with an Old Testament miracle of provision. In the midst of everything going on in 2020, we are blessed by God. A part of God's favor includes financial favor. Between now and the end of the year, God wants to do many miracles in your life and family. Say it out loud. God wants to do, wants to do miracles, miracles in my life and family. And God wants to do financial miracles in your life. But what do we need to do to release our faith for financial miracles? What do we need to do to release our faith for financial miracles? There's more power in that one sentence than you would hear in most churches in five years. What do we need to do to release our faith for financial miracles? Well, you got to have ears to hear. And uh, don't ignore the message. For us as God's children, this is not the year of the corona. For us as God's children, this is the year of the Lord's good favor upon our lives. But for the world, 2020 is a year of curse. But for us, 2020 is a year of blessing, a year of favor, and a year of increase. While the world is going backwards, you can succeed and you can pull ahead. So this is your time. This is your opportunity. Now, I know that sounds a little selfish. You know, the world's going backwards, so I'm going to mash the accelerator. Well, yeah. Why should I be limited by what CNN's doing? Why should I be limited by what some government employee says? Amen. I'm not against government employees. We got government employees sitting here this morning, but I, I'm not going to live my life by, you know... Uh, I'm not going to live my life according to the words of anybody who gets their photograph taken with Elton John. You get your photograph taken with Elton John, don't put it on Facebook because I don't want to see it. Amen? I mean, you are questionable. My first thought is, how do you know him? What are you doing with him? Or maybe what's he doing to you? I mean, people are amazing. 
Haven't you been taught in this church that you will never rise above your fellowship? You know, in the PMA world, they say one key to success is to keep your circle small. And I think Facebook has sabotaged nearly everybody because how can you keep your circle small if you're connected to a gazillion people online and they're all telling you about all the stuff they're into? Tell your neighbor, pastor's a fanatic on this right here. See, I, I don't even hang out with ministers because they're so negative. You know who I've talked to this year? I talked to The Prices. I talked to Tiff Shuttlesworth. I talked to Len Mink. And then Jeremiah Thomas when he was here. I just don't, man, I just don't hang out with preachers. Man, they're broke. They're wearing masks. They're, they're, they're scheduling surgeries. I, I, I don't, I got to keep my circle small. So the voices in my life are all positive. Amen. So what is a year of curse out there has been a year of blessing in here. In the annual Bible reading, I think it's in Ezekiel, the Lord was really irritated with his people in Judah. And the Lord said, if even Moses and Noah and Job were alive and pled their case, I would not turn, but they could save themselves. And that really caught my attention because I thought, you know, that's the day we're living in with all this abortion going on, all this, and, and they're using our tax dollars for this. We, we can't turn it, but we can save ourselves. And that's what we've done. There's a, there's a faith umbrella here. There is a covenant umbrella here. We are under the blessing of the Lord here. We are under the favor of the Lord here. We are under the protection of the Lord here. Now, we can't save them out there, but we can save ourselves with our faith. Can you see that? So, while the world's going backwards, you can pull ahead. The apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 9.10, Now he who supplies seed to the sower, say it out loud, seed to the sower, seed to the sower. and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. So it's righteous to prosper. God gives seed to the sower, and over time he supplies and increases the sower's store of seed. So you should have a store of seed. Tell your neighbor, you ought to have a store of seed. For example, Fred and Betty Price have what they call a JC account. They set this up decades ago, and I don't know what percentage they ended up at, but after they tithe, they took another percentage of their income and put it over here in this JC account, and that's what they give out of. Betty called us Thursday evening and said they were sending Faith Christian Center a gift out of their JC account. Hallelujah. So that tells you right there that Fred and Betty Price think Faith Christian Center is a is good soil. Amen. Now, how do you know if what you have received is your seed or your harvest? You know, this gal was believing God for a certain appraisal on, on their house, and she didn't 
let go of her faith goal. So let's say you're believing God for $10,000 and $1,000 comes in. How do you know if that's your harvest or your seed? Well, if it's not enough to meet your need, then it must be your seed. In a passage we looked at earlier this year, the Lord said to Elijah the prophet, let's go to 1 Kings 17. 1 Kings 17, verse 3, the Lord said to Elijah the prophet, leave here, turn eastward and hide in the Carith Ravine, east of the Jordan, you will drink from the brook, and I have ordered the ravens to feed you there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Carith Ravine, east of the Jordan, and stayed there. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. So God commanded, Elijah obeyed, and God provided. Say it out loud. God commanded, Elijah obeyed, and God provided. But you know, times change, circumstances change, so God gave Elijah new instructions. The brook dried up. <clears throat> so God gave Elijah new instructions. If you want to walk in supernatural provision, you must keep obeying God. I'm telling you, the, the ash heap is filled with Christians who used to obey God. Let me say that again. The spiritual ash heap is filled with people who used to obey God. You cannot walk in miraculous provision in 2020 based on 2019 obedience. Tell your neighbor, I, or tell, just say it out loud, I cannot walk in miraculous provision in 2020 based on 2019 obedience. Verse 7, sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. Now, just mentioning this story nearly got Jesus killed because Sidon is not Israel. Sidon is modern-day Lebanon. This, this woman was not a daughter of Abraham. This is a miracle happening outside of the Abrahamic covenant. Go, and, go at once to Zarephath of Sidon and stay there. I have commanded a widow in that place to supply you with food. So this is not about a preacher prophesying food out of a widow's hand into the prophet's hand. God had already spoken to the widow. God had already spoken to and commanded the widow to supply the man of God, Elijah, with food in a time of famine. When so many widows were hungry, why did this woman in particular receive a miracle? And, and like I said, Jesus just brought this up as an aside. There were daughters of Abraham who died, starved to death, yet this widow inside received her miracle, and they tried to push him off a cliff, but he walked through the midst of them. People don't want to hear about how God blessed somebody else but not them. And people have this idea that God is some kind of Bernie Sanders in the sky, and it's all even Stephen. It is not. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to him must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. See, we don't want to believe that because we don't want to believe that I could have gotten better results or we don't want to believe that so-and-so got a miracle and I didn't because so-and-so did what I didn't do. So-and-so said what I didn't say. So-and-so believed God and I didn't believe God. So-and-so stood on the word and I didn't stand on the word. We don't want to accept that. 
but that is the reality. It's, it's true in my life. It's true in my life. I got three children in heaven right now because we were ignorant. If we had known more, if we had known then what we know now, we wouldn't have lost those. But I know this, they're safe in the arms of God. No drug dealer can ever get to them. And I know this, they won't come to me, but I will go to them. So it's true of my life. Don't think I'm saying it's true of you. I'm saying it's true. We don't get what the will of God is. We don't get what the word of God says. We get what we believe and confess and take action on. And if we're ignorant, then we don't get it. Or if we know about it and we don't believe it, don't confess it, don't take action on it, we don't get it. It is as simple as that. And if you think that's tough, well, here's tough. When I was a boy in Sunday school, I thought this was tough. I told the teacher, I think that's just a little tough. Let him who has eyes to see, see. Let him who has ears to hear, hear. And let him who is ignorant be ignorant still. So we've been given a wonderful gift called free will. You know, a squirrel doesn't decide to act squirrely. A squirrel doesn't decide it likes nuts. Most of this creation has no choice whatsoever, but God gave us a magnificent gift, and it's called free will. And he'll stand by it, he'll honor it to our hurt. To, to our hurt. Well, pastor, that sounds like negative news. No, turn that coin over. That's, that's the best news that I could possibly bring because what that means is I'm in charge. I'm the sower. Say it out loud. I'm the sower. I'm the sower. You know, my grandpa was a farmer and as the farmer, he decided what he was going to sow and he decided how many acres he was going to sow. There's no point in a farmer sowing. If my grandpa owned 180 acres. There'd be no point in sowing 20 acres of corn and complaining that he didn't reap 180 acres of beans. The farmer's in charge. Say it out loud. The farmer's in charge, farmer's in charge. and I'm the farmer. I'm the farmer. <laughs> See, the farmer decides what to sow and the farmer decides how much to sow. So we're in, and this is all based in free will. So how could a Sidonian, not a daughter of Abraham, how could she have a miraculous provision in a time of famine when there were widows in Israel starving to death? Well, she was willing and she was obedient. Tell your neighbor, that's it and that's all. She was willing. Tell them. Tell your neighbor, she was willing. And she was obedient. That's all it is. 
She was willing and she was obedient. So Elijah obeyed God and went to Zarephath and the widow was out gathering sticks. You know the story. And Elijah asked her for a little water and a jar and a piece of bread. Verse 12, as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour and a jar and a little oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. That was her vision for her life. That was her vision for her life. And then a man of God rolled into town. Some of y'all had no vision at all. Then I rolled into town. Amen. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Now, who does that sound like? Who, who showed up? And every time he showed up, he said, fear not. So you know what I'm telling you in 2020? Fear not. Don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said, but first, everybody say first, first. Make a small cake of bread for me from what you have, from what you have, from what you have, from what you have, not from what you don't have. From what you have and bring it to me, bring it to me, bring it to me, bring it to me. I'm not going to come get it. And then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. She went away and did. 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 Did you get it? She went away and did. Have you heard it? She went away and did. What's the key to the whole deal? She went away and did. So would she be recorded in the Bible if she had went away and didn't do? Because there would be no miracle to record. She went away and did. What's the difference between people who walk in the miraculous and people who don't? Whether they went and did. Tell your neighbor, I want to be a winter and a ditter. That's not good English, but it'll help you remember it. I want to be a winter and a ditter. Amen. I'm a fanatic on it. Amen. When you don't know what to do, find another way to take action on the Word of God. And this is the, this is the key to everything for faith is taking action on the Word of God. I heard Kenneth Hagin say in the car on the way over here just now, if you're having trouble believing God, stop trying to believe God and just take action on the Word of God because faith is taking action on the Word of God. Faith is not some kind of spiritual or emotional or mental state we work ourselves up into. You go to the Faith Hall of Change, the Faith Hall of Fame in Hebrews 11, and it's Abraham did this, Noah did that, Moses did this here. It's all about what they did. Faith is taking action on the Word of God. She went away and did. So there was food every day for Elijah. And for the woman and her family, for the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. If you want to walk in supernatural provision, you must keep obeying God. You cannot walk in miraculous provision in 2020 based on 2019 obedience. Say it out loud again. I cannot walk, I cannot walk. in miraculous provision in 2020 based on 2019 obedience 
So don't stop working God's plan and don't stop giving. To keep receiving, we must keep giving. Number one, if you're taking notes, number one, when God asks you to give out of your life, it's only because he is preparing to give into your life. When God asks you to give out of your life, it is only because he is preparing to give into your life. When God wants to bless you or increase you, God will tell you to release something or to give something. People don't seem to understand this. When God speaks to you to give something or to release something, he's not trying to diminish you. He's trying to increase you. Let's go back to the widow of Zarephath. She had need of something, so the Lord told her to give what she had need of. Yeah, but that doesn't make any sense. Well, we're not walking by sense. We're walking by faith. Because he's trying to bless you and increase you. God's not trying to harm or diminish you. No, your loving Heavenly Father wants to prosper you. When God asks you to give out of your life, He's setting you up for a harvest. See, you're, you're trying to judge God by your brother-in-law. He comes by every few weeks for rent money. And, and there's never anything coming back. God's not like your brother-in-law. God will never ask you to give a thing without having your harvest in mind and set up beforehand. Actually, it's all a test. It's just a test. It's all a test. Actually, this life is just a test. It's all it is. You know, these people rioting, looting, burning businesses down, how much of that do you think is going on in heaven right now? None. See, so life, all of life is a test to see who is fit to live in his city. That's it. Fit. That's it. Now, we've been doing this long enough, and you can't start where I'm at. You got to start where you're at. But last Monday, we looked at a house. You know, we've been looking for a vacation house. And, I mean, it was just as close to perfect as I've ever come across. And the build quality. See, that's my problem because I'm a, I'm a quality freak. And so, you know, I mean, I, we were stunned. I was shocked. I couldn't believe the build quality. Looked like I built it. And enough land to where you wouldn't know you had a neighbor. And uh, in the woods and a view. It was just perfect. We get back to where we're staying. We're sitting there on the sofa. I told Sue, I said, I know exactly what I'm going to do. She said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to skip this, and I'm going to give God another million dollars. Because, see, eternity is so close, I feel like I can nearly touch it. Now, how do you grace it? 16? You say, oh, that's because you're old. No, no, no. <laughs> because all of you people that are old, am I right? And telling this young girl this, like that, it goes by. Yes. Am I right? And telling yes. this girl that, like, yes. like, like that. Yes. It's all a test. 
And I told my wife this morning when we're getting dressed, I said, I got people upset with my prosperity level now. Wait until the harvest starts coming in on, on what we're doing. We're going to have people in the insane asylum. But I love him. Have I told you that? How much I love you and how much I love your work and how much I love your house? I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. The world's lost its mind and here we are, unafraid. Look at all these people, unafraid. A miracle work in God we serve. Hallelujah. And besides, it doesn't matter what I live in here. What do I got? A few years? The only thing that matters is what I live in there. <laughs> Don't you get it? Tell your neighbor, pastor has no intention of being middle class in heaven. He's not Bernie Sanders. It's man by man, woman by woman, faith, faith, faith. It's your decisions, it's your actions, it's what you do in this life that reverberates all throughout eternity. And I don't have that. You know, everything I've got tied up in my house and retirement accounts, so i got to work on it. But I'm, I'm an expert at working on stuff. How do I do that? Take action, take action, take action. And as you take action, believe God, the money's coming, the money's coming. Do you hear me? The money's coming. The money's coming. The money's coming. The money's coming. And then by and by, you get her knocked out. Amen. God will not. See, he didn't even ask me. That's another level. What I just described is not what I'm preaching on. What I'm preaching on is when God speaks to you to give. I've graduated from that level. He doesn't even have to ask. Because I have figured it out. And I'm swinging for the fences every week of every year. Because God will be no man's debtor. You don't think he's going to be in debt to the likes of you, do you? So when you give... See, there are people sitting here right now this morning, and you have made decisions and you know you made bad decisions because of one word fear and you made bad decisions and you're living in the midst of the bad decisions but I'm saying you didn't have to make those bad decisions you could have walked by faith and you could have sowed a seed for what you need you could have gone to the cafe, got Oral Roberts' book, The Miracle of Seed Faith. You could have worked the plan, and you could, have, you could be sitting here right now not living through the results of your bad decisions. Now, nobody's got a time machine. Nobody's got a time machine. But we can rectify the situation. There's a guy sitting here this morning. Pulled his kid out of St. Paul's so he could go play football in the public schools because, you know, thought that'd be a better advantage for college. It wasn't a few weeks. 
brought that boy right back and, and re-enrolled him and said, we made a mistake. See, people don't want to do that. They don't. This is called stupidity. See, if I made a mistake, then I, I need to move as fast as I can and fix it. Because if you make a mistake and you let a week go by, you let a month go by, you let a quarter go by, you let a year, it gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And worse. So don't be proud if you made a mistake. And, and, and don't do that with God. Look, if you've been horsing God around on money, just repent. He is so full of grace, so full of mercy, so full of compassion. He'll forgive you. And, and then just start doing right. Nobody's got a time machine. You can't go back and fix it. You can't go back and fix it. There are things in my life I wish I could go back. At least two dozen cars. I would go back in time and not buy. But see, that's not a, that's not a moral mistake. That's just a, 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 a dumb financial mistake. Now, every Harley I owned, I'm glad I owned every Harley I owned. <laughs> but I could have done without a couple of dozen cars. This is the year of miracles. Yes. I'm standing in a miracle. I'm preaching in a miracle. I'm preaching a miracle word. I'm, I'm preaching an, about a miracle God. And, and we're in the midst of a miracle. Here we are. Churches are closed all over America. And here we are and we're not afraid. And we're taking in more money than we've ever taken in in the, the entire history of the church. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Just reach out there and get you some. Hallelujah. Don't let the devil buffalo you, bully you, intimidate you. You can't have this. You can't go there. You can't do that. To hell you say, I can believe God. I can do what God says. I can confess what God's word says. And if I get myself jammed up and I don't know what to do, I can go out there and buy that old Robert's book, The Miracle of Seed Faith, and I can sow, I can ask God how much should I give and sow a seed, and I can sow a seed, and I can quote the word like that lady did in that testimony, and I can believe God by God, and I can believe in what I need. And I'll go where I want, and I'll eat what I want, and I'll fly where I want, and I'll stay where I want, and I'll vacation where I want, and I'll drive what I want, and I'll live in what I want, and it's not going to have any debt on it in the name of Jesus. All right. Is anybody listening to the words coming out of my mouth? We serve a miracle-working God. But he'll let you pour mouth all the way through it if you want to. Hallelujah. So our Heavenly Father would never ask you to give without setting you up to receive. Our giving is God's ticket to earth. Our giving is God's ticket to prosperous. Our giving empowers God. Think about it. Our giving empowers God. Our giving enables God to prosper us. See, God... You're waiting on God. God's waiting on you. 
I don't know what goes on in heaven, but I can imagine. I sit on that sofa and I tell Sue, I know exactly what I'm going to do. This is the greatest thing I've ever seen, but I'm going to pass on it. I don't know what happens in heaven, but I can imagine. They're up there saying, you see my man? That's my man. That's my man. Do you see what my man just did? You see what you see that? You hear what my man just said? That's my man. And how many does God have? You could hardly go to Houston and hear John Osteen speak without hearing him say this. God is looking to and fro throughout the earth, looking and seeking whom he may bless. And John would say, I I, want to be the one. Well, how many does he have? Because everybody's hunkered down, 2020, you know, living in the field, <laughs> hiding in their basement. Number two, God will never diminish your life. He will only add to or multiply into your life. God will never diminish your life. He will only add to or multiply into your life. John 10, 10, the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. That's what I'm preaching here this morning. That's what Faith Christian Center is all about. If you're here and you came to spy it out, you know, I'm here to tell you I'm preaching life more abundantly. I'm not into life less abundantly. I'm into life more abundantly because that's what Jesus came to deliver into my hands. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. More abundantly. (coughs) Number three, if what you have does not meet your need, it must be your seed. In other words, if you can't pay your insurance bill anyway, what difference does it make? Sow it. I know this sounds out there. People come to us all the time, say, I can't afford to tithe. Our answer is, You can't afford not to tithe. But we're not even half as tough as uh, the Oasis of Love guy. Go back and listen to his messages. John Osteen. I'm so easy, it's ridiculous. John Osteen, the Oasis of Love guy. You know what he used to, you know how he used to teach it? Here's how he used to teach it. You can't pay your bills anyway. What difference does it make? That's the way he used to teach it. You can't pay your credit card bills anyway. What difference does it make? You, you can't, you're not going to make your rent this month anyway. What difference does it make? That's the way he used to teach it. You can't make your car payment anyway. What difference does it make? Give God the tithe. Now, I have never uttered those words because I am more loving, sweeter, nicer, <laughs> gentler. Let's think of some more adjectives. But that's the way John Osteen used to teach it. And they give over $100 million a year into missions. Wow. Is that a coincidence? No. 25, 30 years ago, that's what he was teaching. So then they got all that money. Well, it's all about taking action. Taking action on the Word of God. So number three... If what you have does not meet your need, it must be your seed. 
God supplies seed to the sower. We saw that in 2 Corinthians 9.10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed. That means you won't go backwards giving. Say it out loud. I won't go backwards giving. And enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. They used to preach that, that you don't want to get too blessed, you'll backslide. Well, that's, that's anti-Bible because Paul said he will increase the harvest of your righteousness. So that's a lie. I just watched a Fred Price message yesterday where he said, where did God's people learn all this poverty talk? Well, they learned it in church. They learned it in church. Well, we ought not have anything, you know, and we don't want to be proud. And, and you know, we don't want anything the world has. This is all, this is all Satan. This is all uh, God's people believing the lie. And so we, we don't control the media. We don't control movies. We don't control TV. We don't control the Internet. We're, we're, the, we're the butt end of everything. Because God's people don't have two nickels to rub together. You cannot even name a Christian billionaire other than the Hobby Lobby guy. The countryside ought to be full of Christian billionaires. And we let the world have it all. My two granddaughters in Missouri are going to go to a school, a Christian school, we, we drove by that uh, earlier this year. It wasn't this trip. Earlier this year, we, I'm with Derek, and we're driving down a road in Springfield, and, man, there's this fabulous football stadium. I couldn't believe it. And, and uh, you can't believe the scoreboard. I couldn't believe it. And I said, what is this? And he said, well, that's the school where Emma's go Emma and, and Riley are going to be going to school. That's New Covenant Academy. And I said, I said, where'd they get the money for this football field and the scoreboard? I mean, oh, my God. And it said federal. And he said, well, and he told me the name of the company. It's there in Springfield, Missouri, and it's a guy, and they do uh, bank security nationwide, software security, and, uh, and it's the biggest in the country, apparently, and apparently the guy's a, t a believer, and apparently the guy's a tither, and apparently the guy, uh, his kids, his kids or his grandkids go to New Covenant, and so, you know, he's pumping money in there, and, and I've spent 37 years trying to get businessmen to understand That you could do this. You could just say, okay, I'm going to give 1% of the gross in my business to St. Paul's or whatever. There's no telling what we could build. There's no telling what we could do. There's no, because see, then the blessing of the Lord would come on your business. Then on another trip, I think it was the next trip, we drive down a different road in Springfield and Derek says, there's there, there's the building. That's the guy. That's the guy that's putting all that money in that school. Unbelievable, 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 unbelievable. See, God's people have never figured out that if I would yoke my life to God's work and God's business and God's house, there's no telling how God might bless my life. Now, if you just work a job like I do, then you have to give out of your income or your investments. But there are men here this morning and you own a business. You, you could make that a goal for your business, just 1%. And then just say, and, and, and don't be a punk. And when God starts blessing you, say, well, you know, 1% is too much. Uh, <laughs> you know, in other words, just set a number and then just let her ride. Just let her roll. Just let her roll. Just let it keep on going. Amen. Because at the end of the day, we don't know how God will bless us. That's right. We don't know how God will bless us. 
I intend to find out myself. That's why I did what I did Monday. Yeah, let's just do it and see what God will do. It's all an experiment. Let's just see what God will do. But I know him. I know what he'll do. He'll surprise to the upside. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all you can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within you. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. And part of that power that is at work within you is your free will. Because you're the farmer. You decide. You sow. God has promised to meet all of our needs. Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Therefore, if what we have doesn't meet our need, it must be our seed. Number four, yield what you have to God and he'll multiply it. I mean, on more than one occasion, Jesus multiplied the loaves and the fishes. The crowd ate and they were satisfied and there was plenty left over. Plenty, more than enough. That's our God. That's the God of the Bible. Our God is Jehovah Jireh. Our God is El Shaddai. He is the God of more than enough. He's not, a, he's not the God of not enough. He's the God of more than enough. Our God is not a God of division or subtraction. Our God is a God of multiplication. So yield what you have to God and let him multiply it. I don't have, I don't have enough. Well, you got to give it to God and let him multiply it. We don't have enough loaves and fishes, Jesus. Give it to Jesus. Let him multiply it. I don't have enough money. Give it to God and let him multiply it. People are caught in a trap. I'm, I'm seriously thinking about spending the Holy Week Revival 2021 just dealing with confession. Because God's people are not primarily missing it on their believing. God's people are missing it on their saying. And they're caught in a trap. Here's what it is. I don't, they say, I don't have enough. They don't have enough. Then they come back. They say, I don't have enough. I can't tithe. And then they don't have enough, they can't tie. Then they say, I don't have enough, I can't tie. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. You're like a mouse on the treadwheel. It's a trap. And what I'm saying is, our wonderful, beautiful, miracle-working Father in heaven gave us the ability through free will to change the wheel we're on. I can, just, I can just leave that wheel, get over here on another wheel. Somebody might say, well, how long do I have to confess this stuff? Well, as long as you want to have more than you need. And so I just say, I have, all my needs are met, and all my needs are met. I say, all my bills are paid, all my bills are paid. I say, I have more than enough than, than I need, and I have more than enough than I, I have more than I need. And, and I say, the Lord's making me rich in every way, so I can be generous on every occasion. And the Lord's making me rich in every way, so I can be generous on every occasion. I just say it. I battened down the hatches in 1989. 1989, I was at prayer one day, and I thought I was praying. I wasn't praying. I was complaining. And I told the Lord I was tired of not ever having enough money. And the Lord life coached me, and he said, Son, you don't ever have enough money because you never save any money. He said, Save something every seven days, whether it's in your personal life or in the church, in the ministry. Save something every seven days. And four and a half years after I heard God and took action on the word of God four and a half years, four and a half years, four and a half years later, we were millionaires. God's people have a problem starting. You can't start where I am. 
but you can start where you are. And guess what? When we started, <laughs> we didn't have a pot to you know what in. The only thing we had was some money in retirement accounts, which we couldn't get to without paying taxes and penalties. We were living week to week. Anybody here ever live week to week? I got my hand up. Anybody here ever live week to week? I got my hand up. Did you like it? No. Do you like it? No. God's got a better way. Now, I know there's doubt on this. But entertain this possibility. Entertain the possibility that God is who he says he is. Entertain the possibility that God spoke through those holy men of old and God said exactly what he meant and meant exactly what he said. Entertain the possibility that all the word is true and everything in the world is a lie. Now, what would you do? What would you do? And on top of all of that, you are so blessed and you don't even know it because you don't even know who stands here and speaks to you. God will bless you for my sake. You don't even see it. How in the world can Faith Christian Center get paid off in the year of the corona? <clears throat> Watch it now. Watch it now. You, 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 you might leave here and call me names. I know it, but I'm going to say it. There's only one reason God would pay off Faith Christian Center in the year of the corona. And there's only one reason God would bless y'all so much in the year of the corona that we could pay off Faith Christian Center in 2020. You know what it is? Me. Amen. Hallelujah. So as long as I walk this earth, you can hitch a ride, brother. Because I got it. Signs following. Signs following. And this is not the only sign, but it's a sign. Well, I just don't believe that. Okay, send us a list of all the churches you know that paid off their property and everything they have in the year of the corona. Send me a list of every 65-year-old minister you know who takes no pills. Send me a list of every 65-year-old minister you know who takes no pills and has all of his original issued parts. God will bless you. God will protect you. God will prosper you. Lift both hands up and say, God will bless me. God will protect me. And God will prosper me. You're not getting it. Lift both hands. Say, God will bless me. God will protect me. And God will prosper me. Hey, hey, 
you know, they, they can do the Fauci all they want out there. We're doing the word in here. And you know what? They're getting the fruit of Fauci out there, and we're getting the fruit of the word in here. Hallelujah. 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 Never trust a man who can't throw a baseball. Number four, bring it to God. Bring it to the house of God. Bring it to the man of God. Or as Elijah said, bring it to me. So many want a pastor to whine or cry or beg, and so many want a pastor who is in need or in want. Some people have the wrong attitude, and they will only give into a needy situation. They're looking for a pastor who says, unless you give in this offering today, we're not going to make it. Well, I have news for you. You cannot give in this offering. You cannot give in the next offering. You cannot give a nickel all through 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025. And not only are we not going to go under, we are going to thrive. We are going to prosper. We are going to pull ahead. Our blessing is not based on man's decisions. It's one thing to be a blessing to the poor, but God's house and God's men and God's women shouldn't be needy. There's no blessing in that. There's no blessing when we sow into hard soil or rocky soil or thorny soil. Bring it to God. Bring it to the house of God. Bring it to the man of God. Or as Elijah said, bring it to me. 1 Kings 17, 13, Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small cake of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me and then make something for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord says. The God of Israel, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord gives rain on the land. So he said, bring it to me first. I'm not going to come and get it. Bring it to me. And she went away and did as Elijah had told her. So there was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. For the jar of flour was not used up and the jug of oil did not run dry in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by the prophet Elijah. This is the God we serve. And I'm sorry, it breaks my heart that he has been so misrepresented and his word has not been preached. But I, I can't do anything about that. All I can do is tell the truth. He is our father. He is full of love. He is full of grace. He is full of mercy. If you're here this morning and you've made a mess out of things, just confess it to him, not to me. Just confess it to him in the name of Jesus. Ask him to forgive you in the name of Jesus. He is so loving. He is so gracious. He is so merciful. He is so kind. He'll forgive you. And then start up, start over, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, start over, start making good decisions, start taking action on the word of God, believe what God has said, confess what God has said, take action on what God has said. And in a little short time, it won't take a long time, your life will totally, completely turn around. I'm telling you, four and a half years, four and a half years is all it took from going week to week to have, being able to eat where we wanted and vacation where we wanted and cruise where we wanted and travel where we wanted and fly the way we wanted. It didn't take that long, didn't take that long, didn't take that long. And then I don't believe it'll take that. I don't believe it'll take anywhere near that time now because 2020 is a different kind of a year. This is a year of miracles. And so it might not be four and a half years, could be four and a half months in 2020, because I'm telling you, we are living in a miracle right here, right now. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. 
Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.